Stephen Worthy. Herman Trash. What's going down, man? How you feel? Man, I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm cooling, man. Feeling feeling real fatherly today, man, because we, we got a, a pretty big topic to talk about today. Anybody that's uh, a man or woman of the world that's keeping up on the uh, things that's going around, as I heard about Bill Cosby and his recent and not so recent exploits. Um, what we're going to be talking about today is a documentary that was put together by uh, Kamal Bell. That, uh, the name of it's called We Need to Talk About Cosby, and it's speaking to the black community and basically unpacking Cosby and, and his standing and, and all that he did and his exploits, man. Well, what do you got to say about that mission? About that mission? About that mission? Do not edit this. A lot of people knew. Because you can't do what he did unless you have other people supporting what you're doing. Spanish fly, the girl would drink it and hello, America. Bill Cosby had been one of my heroes. I'm a black man, stand-up comic. I was born in the 70s. But this? More trouble for Bill Cosby. The accusations just keep coming in. This was complicated. How do we talk about Bill Cosby? Uh-uh. It's complex, Kamal, you know? <sighs> Bill Cosby was our teacher. Kind of center of morality all throughout his career. Made my grandmother laugh, made everybody in the house laugh. You can't speak about black America in the 20th century and not talk about Bill Cosby. Thank you. On that set, I saw black writers, black directors. Did you remember what his job was on the show? He was a pediatrician. He was an OBGYN. Oh, that's right, he delivered babies. Oh my God. You could have been a dentist for crying out loud, but you weren't. Bill Cosby has been leaving breadcrumbs. This is my barbecue sauce. <laughs> that people on you and they get all huggy-buggy. He's just talking about how to drug women. Beautiful women. They were lined up outside of his dressing room. What did you think was going on? He looked at me and he said, fooled him again. You don't often learn that your heroes the worst sorts of villains. This is just a sad day in the history of black culture. It was just like, no, not Bill Cosby. It's tough being a sister saying, you know, know it scares me? You know now. I feel like I have to have this discussion. We thought we knew Cosby. We never knew Cosby. Man, you know, it's, it's crazy, man, to think that someone uh, that plays such a big role uh, in, in, our, uh, in all of our growing up. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, it was in our living room every evening. Yeah. Uh, every Thursday evening, at least mm -hmm. at first, to where it's, uh, I remember as a kid watching reruns of the Cosby Show every day, over and over again. Man. Yes, sir. Uh, it was definitely a hard pill to swallow for myself and for the rest of our community as well. It wasn't until I started to delve into the uh, to the episodes is that you know I think I forgot just how good that show was. Number one, number two, you know how poignant it was, and you know how well executed it was, and you know how how big a piece of the fabric of those 70s and 80s kids, you know, how how big of a piece of us it was. You know, I, I saw what, what I haven't seen in a while. I saw that scene where they did the, the Ray Charles, you know, nighttime for the right time thing, you know, when they did the big, you know, 
choreographed dance number. At, you know, I was you know I was moved, man. I, I felt it when I saw that. You know, because I hadn't hadn't watched it in years, and it's a damn shame that you know us kids that you know grew up in that era. I mean, starting with Electric Company and you know and Fat Albert and stuff like that onto the Cosby Show. We have to do the work. It's it's a shame that it's the the onus is on us to have to to put a label on this, digest it, and, and, and fix it at the end of the day, man. Right, right, right. I think it's our job mm. uh, as fathers mm. uh, to be able to take this in, true or not true, uh, and understand how this affects us and in turn affects our children, especially our daughters. Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you, man, is like, uh, why would a podcast that's centered around fatherhood, man, uh, why, why do we care about Bill Cosby and, and uh, a documentary? Why do, why do we care about that, man? You think you could uh, shed a little light on that for me? Yeah, man, it just kind of brings up, uh, I think, some, some wounds in our community, man, because, you know, when you talk about Bill Cosby uh, yes, and, and the accusations that are placed upon him, uh, you're talking about someone that is taking advantage of uh, young women uh, in all different type of facets of, of, of life, whether that be work, uh, whether that be out of work, whether that be in family, whether that be um, at school. Uh, these types just don't happen at the level that Bill Cosby is at. These types of men uh, roam the earth, man. They're everywhere. And if you don't prepare your daughter to be in contact or to happen to come in contact with someone as such, uh, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. I mean, her, yourself and her, of course, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Uh, it has to be broached upon, man. And this isn't about whether or not we think uh, Bill Cosby is guilty or not. I have my own thoughts and opinions about it. And I'm sure you do as well. Yes, sir. Uh, but since we are here, this is where we are right now. Let's have the conversation, man, so that we can kind of better understand how we need to approach this moving forward. Hey, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, but let's start here. Let's mm -hmm. start. Let's start in this place. Let me ask you first is that Bill Cosby is a is a multi-million dollar successful, you know, he's icon, you know, cultural right. icon, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, my my issue is is that he can get you into some open some doors for you put yeah. you in some circles that you know that you any regular person like any working schlub like me you could could only dream of right and with right. that said what is the message to our daughters to our sons even whoever as far are there separate rules for people that are of a certain tier of success because like you made a point that you know that these people exist on every level you know the, right. the the neighborhood crossing guard to the pastor to the city council member to the mayor to the president they president anyways um <laughs> they exist on every level so are we making two sets of rules for a successful less successful people more successful people what what is it how do we approach this I'm talking specifically about, hey, how are we teaching our little girls that, you know, when some man, you know, eventually is going to show them a shiny piece of something and, you know, try to get in their pants, you know, how are we teaching her how to navigate those waters? Right, right. Absolutely, Manny. Uh, first things first, man, you, you want to teach your daughter uh, that she cannot utilize certain things uh, uh, just to get ahead. You mm -hmm. can't utilize 
it's not a it's not a the right thing to do to utilize uh money just just to get forward you know it's not a good thing to use your look and your beauty just to get ahead when you utilize certain things like that that doesn't come within your heart and your mind uh you you, you paint yourself in a corner that you really don't want to see yourself in man. Mm. As, as a daughter if if my daughter is beautiful which she is mm. and she goes into a situation to where she's a high school uh senior mm. and and she's working after school with a particular teacher, trying to get a better grade, trying to get an understanding of what's going on in that class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a man, in a lot of different ways, um, sometimes I think our young girls are taught that your beauty can be uh, somewhat of a currency to get yourself ahead and where you need to go. And we really don't want to do that. We want to let them know that what you have in your mind and your heart can get you to the same places. It may not get you there as quickly, mm. you know, but if you utilize these things, it'll get you where you go in a safe manner. Know who you are, love who you are, and know that you don't have to uh, subject yourself to mm. utilizing something that's surface level to get to where you need to go, where you want to go. You don't have to do that. But see, on some level, man, don't we all sell a piece of ourselves, man, for, for the check? I mean, I just happen to use my back, right? You know, you know, you, you as well. Um, right. You know, you know like men will pay for you know a beautiful girl to do X, Y, or Z. Right. Um, you right. know, aren't we all on some level selling something? Absolutely, man. But it's also our job as fathers to teach mm-hmm. our sons and daughters, especially our daughters, to do it in a better way and, and a more appropriate way. We get to a point where we utilize these things. To get to where we want to go and it may be a good starting point because if you remember if you take yourself back into your life man you'll see you'll say oh, i'm just going to do this for the moment or i'm just going to do that i'm just going to do this this time mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to flirt just one time i'm just going to wink at him and, and act like i'm willing to do x y and z when i'm really not and then mm-hmm. you get to a point where like yeah well this time it took a little bit more i had to do x y and z where does it end where does it stop Mm-hmm. If, if you don't even begin down that same road, then you don't have to worry about looking back and seeing and being sorry for all the actions that you you happen to commit on the way to where you were going. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if I can teach, if I can give my daughter anything, mm-hmm. I, would, I would let her know. Like you know, an education, much like since we're talking about Bill Cosby, is is something that is in the forefront. That's something that no one can take from you. Mm-hmm. They, they can't take it from you. Yes. You know, it's a lot like talent. Like, you can say whatever you want to say. They can't take your talent from you. Yeah. Everybody says, yeah, such and such is this, and such and such is that. But he's good. But she's good. But she's smart. She's a genius. Mm. Say what you want to say about her, but, you know, you can't ever take talent or her smarts away from her. You can't. Okay. I mean, with that said, man, let's uh, let's let's sit down and eat, man. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's delve into this. the fucking smuggest old black man public persona that I hate. Let's get some TV. Pull your pants up, black people. I was on TV in the 80s. I can talk down to you because I had a successful sitcom. Yeah, it was great women, Bill Cosby, so kind of brings you down a couple notches.
let's let's uh, talk about these episodes, man. You know, let, let, uh, is there anything that surprised you? Did you learn anything? You know, what did you take away from those episodes? Honestly, man, what surprised me is the fact that uh, uh, L did as much as he did. I, I didn't. Excuse me. I did not think. Like I said, I was here for. My memory started around electric. Okay, that's where my memory started. You know, so I, I start remember seeing him uh, on those shows and, and Fat Albert, and then of course on to Bill Cosby show. I mean, to the Cosby show. Uh, but prior to that, I didn't realize his his uh, his existential work in our community when it came to education, uh-huh. uh, when it came to pushing it the way he did. Uh, and it's kind of funny, man. I felt a certain type of way. As I got older, when I would hear some of Bill Cosby's speeches, because it uh-huh. seems like he was somewhat integrating uh, yes. the, the young people with the things that he said and how he said it. I'm talking about these people who cry when the son is standing there in an orange suit. Where were you when he was two? Where were you when he was 12? Where were you when he was 18? And how come you don't know? Had a you know, and I think a lot of people took offense to that. Uh, I know I did it first because it made me feel a certain type of way. Because, you know, maybe we'll talk about this in another episode. I think we are, and, and as our black community, uh, we are what we are for a particular reason. I really do think that I feel that way. And yeah. sometimes people uh, overlook those reasons and just look at you and try to shame you for who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of upsetting. Just very upset, and I think a lot of people felt that way about Bill Cosby. So having those thoughts, the same thought process about him, and seeing everything that he did, uh, with, with with everything the push that he did with education and just trying to better our community, it made me feel like I looked at him as uh, uh, my grandfather, or my grandmother cussing me out. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know. They, your grandparents, man, the older people in our community, man, they really didn't hold their tongue. And they weren't right, very yeah. nice about it either. They said what they had to say in a very matter-of-fact way and let uh-huh. you know how they felt. And right, all they right. knew in the back of their heart, they love you and they just want to see better from you. Yeah, but let me let me just say this: the the, the the audio that I heard from Bill, you know, it just it it didn't seem like it came. His criticism didn't come from that place of, you know, love and I want you to do better. Even if that was his intent, it didn't feel like it came from that place. It did. It, it, like, it was like, look at you, pull your pants up. What's wrong with you? Well, you know, what do you think about yourself? You know, just look at. It was kind of a degrading place, such as we get from almost the rest of this world sometimes. It yeah. didn't feel very good. And we don't need no more of our own, man, you know, looking down that nose at us. You feel me? No, absolutely, man. We need love, support, understanding, healing. We need Mm -hmm. those things to get back to where we need to be. So I think he he had a lot of us turn our head at that time. Uh Uh, Even though he was that person in our community that did things that he did, I think the man was frustrated. I think he was speaking out of frustration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. The, the, what surprised me is how much he did. I knew he did a lot. I know he gave to the HBCUs. I know he pushed the learning, uh, the understanding, and all that in our community. But I just didn't realize how much he did and how much he did it and how hard he pushed it. Hey, listen, I feel like, you know, he was almost single-handedly responsible for all the, all the attention we gave HBCUs back in the 90s. You, you know how I, I, from our clothing 
Absolutely. All the way down to, you know, like there was a this kind of classic. There was the Circle City classic. There was the <laughs> Chicago football classic. There was this kind of classic battle of the bands. You know, right. shifted the whole culture with the work that he did, you know. And, right. and you know, that's one of those things that, that marries our generation to Bill Cosby. And I feel like, you know, it's really terrible that we got to sit here and, you know, put him on the, on the grill like this. Oh, man, dude. I, he, he's the one, uh, along with an uh, uncle of mine, he got me started on music, jazz. Uh, mm. he, the reason why Kind of Blue is, you know, one of my favorite albums. You know, he, he, he kind of put us in a place where we can be proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we saw us and we were proud of us. Right. We were at, at the age of the Cosby Show, and like you just said, elevated when it got to a different world, man. A different that world. A place where all I watched different world every time, and I saw me in that. Yeah, that's yeah that was I'm us. Crazy. It was us, absolutely, absolutely. 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 I wanted so, the pledge. I wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted all that that I saw on that TV screen. I wanted it all, you know. So. Absolutely. Hey, when I learned about Spellman, though, you know that just changed everything. I said, hey, "That's what they got. They got what in Atlanta? All what? girls, written, what? Park, Red Cross, Morehouse, what? I'm going there. <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm going okay. there, man. You couldn't, you couldn't tell me otherwise. Another thing that I, I did find was especially uh, was uh, kind of surprising was the uh, episode two spoke about. His education, you just mentioned this a second ago, his uh, educational credentials. You right. know, he had the full-on Dr. Cosby kind of air about him. But, right. you know, nobody, there's not a real, real paper trail for that sort of thing, man. And, you know, just, that just kind of kind of feeds into, you know, to him, you know, putting him in this light of being just kind of this narcissistic villain. Right. Right. He, he kind of created a... a I guess his own avatar, uh, right. you know, uh, and, and to kind of align with what they were saying in the documentary. I understand what they were saying. Like he created Dr. Hustle for people or for women or for whoever to be comfortable around. So if these things were to ever come about or to ever come uh, to the surface, Dr. Cosby, you know, um, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I've done this for our community. I've done that for our community. At least that's what they were saying on the show. And I understood what they were saying. I don't necessarily agree with it wholeheartedly, uh, but it's very true. You know, that's that's usually what happens with things of this nature or things that happen this way. Uh, someone that is, uh, you know, trying to lay low and to do what they do underneath the radar, uh, they create you know, this uh, facade as if they are this, they are not that. Um, and behind the scenes, they are doing something totally different. Okay, yeah. I see it. Oh, oh. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, episode, uh, again, the, a lot more happened in next episode two than in episode one. Um, right. Episode one was all about kind of this, uh, this, this, uh, this kind of place setting for uh, him start, his getting to start as like the anti-Dick Gregory you know Dick, Dick Gregory was all about race and was very comfortable talking to white folks about you know black white black white this right, it, right. Him as this all this safe alternative kind of a la like you know back in the early 2000s when it was Kanye and it was 50 you yes. know yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so white folks kind of saw him as safe they, they would, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would it, give him the stage and give him the camera and they felt that he wouldn't uh say anything but in all actuality he had his own plan 
also you mentioned this earlier was uh Hannibal Burris and one thing that that uh was mentioned in the I, I heard this on a on a podcast from a from a guy I can't remember the guy's name but he's a very famous writer and you know he's done a lot of work on a lot of different shows but he mm-hmm. was talking about how Hannibal Burris being the one to come out and you know kind of defend us after all the the, the talk Bill Bill Cosby had put out about you know pulling up our pants and this and that right. And, Hannibal Burris is a guy, he comes from the New York alt scene and right. he's not so much one of those guys that, you know, comes from the, the comedy clubs that, and kids like us that, uh, that, you know, revere Bill Cosby and, you know, hold him in his highest, highest regard, man. Hannibal Burris came out of a different kind of, a different lane of comedy. Right. It wasn't especially that same stuff we used to. It wasn't the black comedy clubs. Some so different. it made sense that he was the one to kind of step up and go, Hey, you on your high horse. And, uh, you know, so that's one of those things. I mean, they, they delved into that as well. And I, I found that all, all to be very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. As we uh, wrap this segment up, man, let me, let, me, let me talk to you about why it seemingly took these, all of these women so long to come forward. Right. right. I, mean, I mean, that's kind of the sentiment that you get out there is that, you know, nobody came forward for 30 years. But if you believe what was said, in this uh, documentary is that, you know, a lot of these women did, they did try to say something to somebody and they were met with a whole lot of, you know, you know, some disbelief and a lot of people don't believe them. And, you know, and a lot, they were discouraged a lot. People were apparently discouraged from, you know, from taking action against Bill Cosby because he was right. so rich and so powerful. So do you have any thoughts on that at all, man? Man, I do. Um, first, let me say, um, I have a, a daughter, I have mm-hmm. a sister. I have a mother. Mm-hmm. I have close dear friends uh, that are women. That are women that I love and would protect with my life. Mm-hmm. So there is no expiration date on pain, on suffering, on hurt, on any of those things. And if ever uh, a woman is hurt or taken against her will uh, in anything, any kind of assault, anything of that nature, it's never too late to say anything. So at any point in time, um, and anyone that's listening to this, please don't hold your tongue uh, just because you think uh, someone is too big, um, something will happen to you. Some, like um, anyone that's around me, anyone that knows me, uh, that you are protected. Um, mm. women, you are protected. But at the same rate, when we're talking about something that goes nearly 60 years back, 50 years back, mm-hmm. it's difficult to just uh, take of take the word of everyone um, and mm-hmm. not thinking because of who Bill Cosby was that he wasn't used some type of way as well. Of mm-hmm. course, he utilized his stardom and his power mm-hmm. and his influence to gain all kind of different things. When it yeah. came to of course, that's something that happened, as you can see the storyline of what we have on here. Uh, but when you come in it the way it did, it has people scratching their heads. Yeah. You can't yeah. just immediately be like, yep, that's all true. Like, mm-hmm. it, our society just isn't built that way. It, it doesn't work that way. 
I mean, I well, logic, logic isn't built that way either. Right. You know, I'm not speaking on whether, you know, any accusations are true or untrue, but right. the fact that, you know, that, that these things have gone for seemingly so long and, you know, are just now being addressed. I mean, any re, I feel like any reasonable person is going to, it's going to give, give them pause, of course. Right, right, right. Has to be like, well, 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 why are you saying this? What happened? When did this happen? Like, when, what's going on? What's, you know, why did you say anything? And yeah. we all know that, you know, there's situations that happen within our community. And just like we spoke at the beginning of the show, um, mm. you have individuals in our in, in your family. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, especially. Yes. If we can speak on that for a second, man. You know, it, sometimes we have situations that happen within our family. Yes. And, still, and he's still invited to the table. We need to get to a point to where it's, this guy, that person or persons, is shunned away from that until uh-huh. they're able until they're able to kind of uh, be honest, forthcoming, and truthful about what's going on, and that they need help, and that they seek help. Mm. It's far too often, man, and it's not a good thing for our community that each one of us, you and I, can mm. sit here if we chose to and tell stories about someone in our family that has done some harm or some hurt to mm-hmm. someone else in our family and it's kept under wraps or under a bubble because we don't want to uh, hurt anybody. We want to keep this person safe. We want to do that and forget everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's something that we need to extinguish from our community uh, here and now. And, you know, I, I speak against that whenever I get the opportunity to. Uh, okay, well, that, that's another show for another time, and right, that one's a right, that's a right. that's a big big bite right there, player. Oh, man, man, dog, it, it's it's something. Like I said, at every level, man, we got that. Whether it be teachers, yes, whether it be family members, whether it be coworkers, a boss, uh, you know, uh, police officers, someone's always looking to abuse their power. Someone's yes. always looking to abuse the fact that they know you, that they know you well, that they're related to you, that they have some kind of relationship with you. Yes, yes. We're starting to wrap this up, but I think this Bill Cosby business is all a gigantic case study on humanity and how flawed human beings are. That's the age old tale of, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone and ain't none of us without sin. So man, that's just an um, alignment with this cancel culture, man. It's like, you know, yeah. as soon as you hear something, they're canceled for a good month or two. And, you know, what, what they say, everybody likes a comeback story. And all of a yes. sudden it's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen now. I mean, Bill's like 80 something years old. So, Unfortunately and, and with that said, see, are we throwing the whole Bill Cosby away? Absolutely not. I'm not throwing him away. He did okay. too much for our community, man. Uh, to throw to throw him away because of his action uh, would be uh, irresponsible on our part, in my opinion, man. Because he moved the needle. He right. he moved our community. He put us in a place that we may not otherwise be in without the things that we did. He gave millions of dollars to our colleges, to our education, and just off the top of my head, man, I can't really think of anybody that did anything similar. Not for man, us. here's the most unfortunate thing we got to do is, man, is we got to we got to say this out loud: is that Bill Cosby is still extremely important to African American culture. Absolutely, absolutely. Take, we got to take the good with the bad. I think. 
Oh man, that's with anybody, right? We're all human yeah. beings. Yeah. Uh, some, some may be worse off than others, man, but if we're not capable to take the meat and leave the bones, we're yeah. all. That's a that's absolutely t- a chew the meat, leave the bones, man. That's a you know that's kind of a something you and I have talked about in the last year or so. Is like you know let's let's chew the meat and leave the bones. Um, I also wanted to lay at your feet is that you know Camille, right? Is Camille is she complicit in all this, man? I mean, let, let me tell you a story about a friend of mine that you know I I, I remember this a couple years ago I I posted something that was supportive of Camille Cosby and, you know, sympathetic to, you know, the all she must be going through. And I'm going to read this to you now, actually. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm going to read her response to what I uh, posted. Let's just, whatever it was I posted was like, ah, Camille got to feel sorry for Camille like that. And so, but right. here, here's what she said to me. I don't think that she deserves applause for standing by her husband, knowing he's drugged and assaulted dozens of women. That's more than enabling. She knew it was happening. I attended one of the HBCUs she's given millions to. I'm ashamed that we are associated with her. I think her name should be struck off the building. A wonderful gesture, but it's so tainted now. She's no hero. Mm, it's rough. Mm, yeah. It's rough. Um, <laughs> but I do not agree. Um, yeah. Camille was being was being his wife. It, yeah. That's such a difficult thing to call. It's such a thin line. You know, uh, we always talk about as men, mm. uh, our women standing by us. Yes. And I think that is something that she did, <laughs> uh, you know, the best way she knew how, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, what would you, it, it, it all comes down to what would you have her do? I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, know. Bring the police to her house, to her bedroom, they arrest that man, take him away. I, mm. I don't really, you know, and like I said, isn't this kind of dependent upon his guilt or his innocence? Like, isn't that really saying, okay, well, if all these things are true, then maybe we're having a different discussion. Maybe we're having a different conversation about commit. I mean, he uh, was lightly was... convicted, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, as far as <laughs> all the things that he was convicted though, because I guess we can agree on this. We don't know. We weren't there. So we don't nope. know what happened or what didn't happen. Of course. Uh, you know, so, I, I mean, what can you say? She 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 stood by her husband. And yeah. don't the vows say for better or for worse? Regardless? Is that what the yeah. vows say? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Everybody like, has you, to make that call for themselves. Correct. And that's what it comes down to is, yeah, you got to kind of be the person that you are. And, you know, it's it's right. going to rub one half, you know, okay and the other half not okay so right. you know it's it's all it's all what you do um what's the next thing i wanted to throw at you is uh, uh see this man's 80 something years old man uh, i'm i'm my question you know, I know what i would love to to know from a, a woman man I mean, again if there we have any women listeners out there you know that we can you could certainly feel free to chew on this uh with us um mm-hmm. what are you going to do at this point and what exactly is a woman's pound of flesh with an 80-something-year-old man? What, what, what would you do with him? I mean, you put him in jail, you know, he, was he going to last another five years total? Maybe more? Probably less. I What's mean, that pound of flesh? What, what do you want? I understand, man. They want him back locked up. They feel okay. like he needs to die behind bars. Okay. I don't think that personally, but if I was one of the accusers, 
Um, and this were true. Mm-hmm. I will want him to live out the rest of his days behind the bar. You know? And, and uh, you know, I don't know. Does that make anything better? Does that make anything change? Does that make anybody happy? I guess it would make some people happy. Uh, I can say that's something I would want to. I want to know for one, one of our uh, lady listeners or lady right. whatever. Just, right, I'd love right, to ask right. somebody that. Um, yeah. So I took the liberty of looking something up, and I don't know if you remember this from high school English class, but uh, it talks about the characteristics of uh, a tragic hero. And I wanted right. to read to you. Um, nobility or wisdom by birth. His actions and decisions can affect many people because of his high position. Right. He holds noble ideals. He possesses a tragic flaw. Um, he falls from his high position to one of disgrace. The downfall is caused by a major decision or action on his part. And the last thing is with his downfall, he has a moral revelation about himself, which I don't think that we've quite seen yet, but a textbook, tragic, tragic character, tragic hero, rather. Um, man, we, we've heard about this and, you know, I'm hoping that at the end of the day that, you know, Bill Cosby can work towards some kind of redemption. I mean, it probably starts with contrition and, you know, and, and some such thing. Uh, I mean, if with respect to whether he was he's guilty of everything that he's been accused of or not right. um yeah right. like i said this is a uh, as we uh start to wrap this up man like i i've told you before is that you know i think it's a shame that our generation has to be the one to kind of unpack this all um but i think and i want i want to give you a couple ideas and i want you to let me know how this all lands on you okay. do you think this whole bill cosby thing is is it a lesson on common sense no no uh, as far as the as far as as far as what bill cosby did uh, and uh on uh, and and how we're sitting here today on firm fatherhood and speaking upon what we need to teach our daughters that's why our role is so important uh, okay. that's why us being here is so important someone that may not have had a father around or mm-hmm. had that father figure in their life, it wouldn't be common sense to them because it wouldn't okay. be anything that was directly or indirectly taught to them. Okay. Well, I got more. So yeah. is it a lesson on trust? And how maybe possibly not to trust everyone? Uh, yes, sir. Or who are the appropriate people and individuals to trust Mm -hmm. uh, how to instill that in your daughter and to know uh, what or with certain characteristics you should trust or uh or uh be willing to get close to uh yeah yeah, i'd say so i'd say say trust is iron trust is iron absolutely absolutely Um, do you think it could be a lesson on mentorship we were talking about power on so many levels and, you know, everybody needs a mentor, no matter what your endeavor is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, absolutely. You do. Uh, a lot of times those mentors are the gatekeepers. Sometimes they're, they have the power to open the door for you uh, to where you're trying to get to or close it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but absolutely, man. I think they fall all in the same category, don't they? You know, it's it's like you, you got to trust your mentor. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be taught how to trust, who to trust, what to trust. Uh, you, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think they all kind of fall categorically one behind the other okay. as far as being able to uh, pass it along to, to your dog to let her know what's going on. How about these other ones? Peer pressure, common sense, red flags, narcissism. Did any of those uh, apply to this situation? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that. there's they the bell. Like a yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to end everything off by saying, uh, I again, one more thing I was looking at was that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a really a God-fearing man, um, but Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 says that, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So, with that in mind, I wanted to just give a shout out to all the fathers out there, parentheses mothers as well, but we are not firm motherhood, we're firm fatherhood. Shout out to all the fathers that are doing the right thing, that are taking care of things, man, like yourself and and of course, all the guys in our group and they know who they are. Uh, you got any uh, parting words that say, I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. All the dads out there, all the great fathers up there, keep fighting a good fight. Uh, we are needed uh, through the infant stage all the way to the end. We're there. We're supposed to be there for them, man, to prevent situations such as the ones that we spoke about today. So uh, don't ever underestimate your job, man. Come on board, bro. Hey, listen. That's church right there. Listen. Firm Fatherhood. I'm Herman Trask. Stephen Worthy. Hey, we will see you the next time. Peace out.